good. And uh, I know that we were, uh, it was at the, I guess it was a day's end or something out in Eureka. And I remember uh, I didn't, I proposed to her and she accepted. And then I looked up and there was Kenneth E. Hagan standing in the doorway. You know, you, if you heard of Brother Hagan, he's, he was a, a real, for real prophet of God and one of the leading men of God of our time. And he was doing a meeting there and we were, Diane and I were assigned to watch the ballroom that he was going to be holding the meeting in there that night. And uh, so we were guarding the room to be sure nobody came in or did anything, you know, in there during the afternoon until the meeting started at night. And, and so uh, I asked her to marry me. She said yes. And then looked up and there was him and his wife. And so, uh, and they had an assistant with him and they, he came in, just looked the room over, you know. And so I was uh, 20, uh, 24 years old and, and very talkative. And he, he, I didn't know this, he was not a man of many words, very few words. And I said, Brother Hagen, guess what? He looked at me and he didn't say anything. And I said, guess what? And he didn't say anything. I said, guess what? I said, I just asked her to marry me. And he didn't say anything. And I said, I just asked her to marry me. And he didn't say anything. And I said, Brother Hagen, I just asked her to marry me. And his, his wife said, well, what did she say? I said, well, she said yes. I said, Brother Hagen, did you hear that? I said, I'm going to marry this woman. And all he looked at me and said, that'd be good. But you know what? 30 years has come and gone. He was right. It's been good. That's all I needed to hear is good. So I'm glad he said it would be good. uh, So anyway, so that was uh, 11-11. All right, so 100 years ago today. Now that was 30 years ago when we got engaged. But 100 years ago today, World War I ended. And actually... It ended at exactly 11 a.m. on the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918. In fact, that was the year my dad was born. He'd have been 100 years old this year if he was still here. But that's when World War I ended. 11 a.m., 11th day of the 11th month, 1918. Wow. And today... And after the war, uh, Congress declared November the 11th an annual holiday. Originally, it was called what? Does anybody know? Armistice Day. But in 1953, after the Second World War ended, the name was changed to Veterans Day. And so that is what we have today is Veterans Day. Do we have any veterans in here? Do we have any? So you want to stand up. And let's give them, let's give them a, don't give them a patty cake. Let's, let's clap. Thank you. Thank you for your service. We appreciate you. And so today, on the 11th day of the 11th month, we pay tribute to the American veterans, both living and dead. The ones we have here today are living. 
At least, at least I hope so. And, uh, but we, we pay honor to them who fought so bravely to provide and protect our freedoms as a country. And uh, so I'm going to talk to you today. We're going to spend this whole service on veterans and the military. I think that they have quite earned it, don't you? In Luke 7, let's go to Luke 7, the first verse. We see that Jesus honors a military man. Uh, Luke 7, verse 1. Now when he, that's Jesus, concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum in a certain centurion's servant. Now a centurion, if you don't know, the centurion was a military man, a military leader in the Roman army. And they would typically be in charge of a hundred other soldiers. Uh, That's why they were a centurion. A century is how many years? Hundred years, so they would typically a centurion have a hundred men under them typically, and uh, so a certain centurion's servant, who was dear to to the centurion, was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should uh, do this was deserving. And I believe our veterans, military people are deserving. And then notice verse 5. It says, for he loves our nation. He loves our nation. You know, military people love our nation. That's why they do what they do. He loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. You need to realize in the Bible, centurions were always mentioned in a good light, in, in, a good, in a good way. And then Jesus went to them, and when uh, he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word, my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and another come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. So you see, Jesus honored this man, his faith, didn't he? And those who were sent, returning to the house, found the servant well, who had been sick. But you see, Jesus honored this man. He honored his faith. And as I said, every time a centurion, remember a centurion was a military leader in the Roman army. Every time a centurion is mentioned in the New Testament, it's always in a favorable way. When Jesus died on the cross, it was a centurion who said, truly, this man was the son of God. Now, I don't know that it was the same centurion that we just read about here. I don't know. But that's what the the centurion at the cross said. Truly, this man was the Son of God. The first Gentile convert mentioned by name in the Scripture was a centurion by the name of Cornelius. 
And we know he got saved and his family. And in, in the book of Acts, we also read where some soldiers, including centurions, were the ones who rescued Paul from being killed by an angry mob in Jerusalem. The book of Acts also tells us that centurions with a band of more than 200 soldiers provided Paul with a military escort to Caesarea when he was brought before Felix the governor. And finally, in in the book of Acts, when Paul and a group of uh, prisoners were being taken to Rome, their ship, remember, was wrecked on the Isle of Malta. Remember that? And the soldiers who were escorting the prisoners, including Paul, wanted to kill them to keep them from escaping. But a centurion aboard the ship convinced them not to kill the prisoners because he wanted to spare Paul's life. So some good, some good military people here in the Bible. Now, why are veterans so deserving of our honor? The ones here in the United States, the military folk. Well, one reason is due to the cause to which they are committed. They're committed to cause, they're committed to the cause of freedom. They're committed to the cause of courage. A veteran is committed to the love of the country. And you know, long after the veteran has laid aside his or her military uniform, they remain some of the most patriotic, the most loyal, and most committed Americans we have in this country. And for that commitment to a cause greater than themselves, they are deserving of our honor. Another reason... Our veterans are so deserving of our honor is because of the cost the veterans are willing to pay and we're willing to pay. The veteran gave up the safety and security of their own homes to go to war and to serve. They left behind family and friends. Some surrendered their personal plans for education and a career. Some suffered the loss of sight. Some lost arms and legs. Some had their faces permanently scarred or grossly disfigured. Many sacrificed their lives. And many others will be haunted by the nightmarish images of war for the rest of their lives. And for those great costs... They have paid our veterans are deserving of our honor. You know, it is the veteran, not the preacher, who gave us the freedom of religion. It is the veteran, not the reporter, who gave us the freedom of the press. It is the veteran, not the poet, who gave us freedom of speech. It is the veteran, not the lawyer, who gave us the right to a fair trial. It is the veteran, not the politician, who gave us the right to vote. It is the veteran who salutes the flag and served under the flag who gave us the freedom to proudly wave our flags. You know, in the movie, Saving Private Ryan, now I I didn't watch the movie, but I, uh, I, I read the summary of it. And uh, it was set in France during World War II. 
And uh, the Defense Department, and this is a summary of the, of the movie, Saving Private Ryan, the Defense Department receives notice that a family currently has four sons serving in the war. Three of those brothers have been killed. Their fourth son is somewhere in France. The army decides that no mother should suffer the tragedy of losing four sons to war. So they send a team after this last son named Private Ryan. The team must overcome countless obstacles, not to mention the enemy, in their search for Private Ryan. Along the way, members of their team are wounded and killed. They begin to ask the question, why is the life of this one private more important than the lives being sacrificed to bring him home? Why is his life more important than theirs? Tom Hanks was, a star, was the star, I guess, of the movie, and his character is the leader of the outfit searching for Private Ryan. He does his best to maintain the focus of his men. He tells them that it's not their place to question their orders, but rather to accept their mission and carry out their orders. Their duty is to their country, and their country has asked them to save Private Ryan. Finally, they locate Private Ryan. They tell him they have orders to get him home. But Private Ryan doesn't want to leave his unit. Uh, Private Ryan's unit has orders that they must fulfill. They must keep a group of German tanks from crossing a bridge until adequate air support can arrive. If they can't hold off the tanks, then they must blow up the bridge. Private Ryan's honor and sense of duty to his unit would not allow him to walk away from a battle that could cost his army buddies their lives. He didn't feel justified in leaving for freedom and safety and leaving them to fight. Private Ryan convinces Tom Hanks' character that his outfit, he finally, he didn't feel, Private Ryan didn't feel justified in leaving for freedom and safety and leaving his unit to fight. So Private Ryan convinces Tom Hanks and his outfit to stay and fight. He promises to leave with them after the battle is over. Tom Hanks agrees, but only if Private Ryan will stay out of harm's way so he can make it back home. A bloody battle follows in which many lives are lost. Tom Hanks's entire outfit is killed. But they save Private Ryan. In the closing scene, Tom Hanks is dying. His character is dying. Private Ryan comes to him to help. But Tom Hanks tells him to go on. And then he says to Private Ryan... Tom Hanks says to Private Ryan, earn this. Earn this. Earn this. In other words, go home 
and live in such a way that you honor the lives of the soldiers that were sacrificed to save you. Earn this. You know, in Philippians, the first chapter in the 27th verse, the Bible says, let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. You know, in all that Jesus did for us, how many of you know he did a lot for us? We should live our lives worthy of him and, 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 and what he did for us. Also, in the same way, we should live our lives in a way that is worthy of the veterans who have sacrificed for us. Let us exercise the freedom of religion they bought for us. Listen carefully now. Let us exercise the freedom of religion they bought, they bought for us. The veterans bought the right for us to worship freely. They bought it with their blood. I'm talking in this nation now. Let us exercise the freedom of religion they bought for us and get up on Sunday and go to church and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I think I've thought about it now for 30 years. What the military has done for us to give us the right to come to church on Sunday and we can stand here and worship God freely. And, and so many lay with their behinds in bed on Sunday morning. Hello? Those people don't live a life worthy of the veterans. They're really just stomping on their blood, aren't they? Let us exercise the freedom of speech the veterans have bought for us to speak up on issues that matter and certainly on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those veterans bought and paid for my right to stand here and preach this morning. Let us exercise the right to vote that they bought for us and go and vote. And I trust we all did that last Tuesday. When you're standing in that line, and maybe the line is long. But don't crab and complain. Blood was spilled for you to stand there. And yet there's so many in the nation don't even bother to go and vote. And they just trample on the blood of those brave soldiers who gave their lives. And let us always exercise the right that they bought for us to stand and honor the flag 
at the playing of the national anthem. I'm going to say that again. Let us exercise the right they bought for us to stand and honor the... the, Notice what I said, stand. If you're at all capable and able to stand. Men, get those hats off your head. Get that hand over your heart. When that national anthem comes on, we ought to be on our feet Facing that flag, if there's a flag up, and our hand on our heart. Because I believe in doing that, you honor the men and the women that have fought for this nation. And provided us that right. People that don't want to stand for the national anthem need to get out of the country and go to some place. Come on now. And where it's a dictatorship, where... Come on now. I'm talking about the blood of veterans. They've been spilled to give us that right. I get a little worked up on that one. So today, we honor our veterans. But listen carefully. We do not worship them. We honor them but we do not worship them. We honor the veterans, but we worship God. The Father, the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the blessed Holy Spirit. Stand with me if you would. And I said, he done already? I'm done already. I'm making up for all the times I've kept you late lately. I don't see anybody objecting to a short service, do 